Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast starring mm. me, your handsome host, Jick. And I'm your also handsome host, Riff. And I'm uh, just some random guy they found on the street, hot stuff. Yeah, you're not. You're 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 more creative, at least, than Riff, who just repeated what I said. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I'm also your handsome host, Jick. You are both <laughs> handsome. And I'm also your handsome host, Jick. I never get any warning of what you're gonna say. <laughs> that's true. You have had you have had all week to think of a new. Uh, oh, moniker. that's what I. That's all I do. I just I just sit there on the toilet with my <laughs> chin resting on one hand, like. Da Vinci's Thinker. Da Vinci's ah. Pooper. Da Vinci's Thinker was the one on the toilet. Uh, it was also wasn't Da Vinci, I but know. that's cool. It was Rodan. It was. Yeah. I, it was the joke. It, sometimes I just get things wrong as a joke. I see. When you do that, it sets you up as a guy who gets things wrong as a joke, so whenever you don't know something and you fuck up and get something wrong, people just say, ha oh, you're so funny. You're so hilarious. You're so hilarious, they say. I'm always talking to Jewish grandmothers. <clears throat> what are you doing here? They say. Yeah. You don't live here. You're not related to me. They say. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't have any Jewish grandmothers. I don't have any grandmothers. I am all out of grandmothers. Yes, <laughs> we have no begrandmas. Uh, how you guys been? Yeah, been all right. Yeah. Uh, what's been going on in your lives vis-a-vis the Kingdom of Loathing browser-based internet game that we're all here to talk about tonight? Uh, for me, it's just mainly been uh, doing a little writing and testing on the new challenge path. All right. <clears throat> are we gonna Are we gonna do what what people are expecting, or are we gonna do something just totally off the wall and throw them for a loop? You mean like answer questions on the podcast? No, I mean like is it is it gonna be the next? Uh, oh, it's not gonna be Avatar of Sneaky. Yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. question. It's um, Avatar of Connie Chung. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you have to you have to report the news. And be married to Dan Rather? What was that a thing? Was, I, was no, she? Maury Povich. She's married to Maury Povich. Oh, okay. That right. makes okay. a lot more sense. Be married to Maury Povich. <laughs> do you think that's what Riff <clears throat> calls Maury Povich? Riff, what do you call Maury Povich? I, I don't really call him anything. Hmm. Although my dad went to, uh, went to college with Connie Chung. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Not so much he went to college with her, but she was at the same college at the same time as he was. So I guess that's that's the same thing. They set out. They set out together from their homeland and went to college. Yeah. Yeah, And it's a a factoid that he will mention any time Connie Chung gets mentioned in any context. So I thought, you know, as a family thing, I should say. Right. You're carrying on that proud tradition. Yeah. Because... Honestly, how many opportunities per lifetime are you going to get? Like, how often does Connie Chung come up? Yeah, not that often To visit your dad. Once per reunion. (laughs) Is it fair to say that you went to college with somebody if they just went to college at the same time as you? Like, I went to college with Natalie Portman. Yeah. Sure. Sure, I think you did. Did you uh, were you ever at Harvard at the same time that Dimitri Martin was at Harvard or is he significant is he enough younger than us? He that... might be younger. Hmm. He seems younger. Natalie so Portman was, was like Portman. a freshman when I was like a junior or senior. Mm. I think a senior. So <clears throat> So I that doesn't I don't know that that even counts. I only can th- I only can see her in uh The Professional. So I always think of her as being like 13. Okay. You know, did you ever see Beautiful Girls? I did not. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's also young in that. Um, 
And she was probably young in most of the things that she did around that time. Yeah, probably. I mean, she's a good actress, so it's hard okay. to know. Sure, sure. <laughs> is she not still young? I mean, how old is she? She's, she's married 35. and has a kid and stuff. Well, like. Yeah, but I mean, I've got relatives that are 19 that are married and have a kid. Okay. There's people in this country that are 15 and married and have a kid. I'm, I'm guessing she is in her, her very early 30s. There are people in this country that are nine and married and have kids, but they're dogs. So, really, they're, 60, <laughs> they're 63 and okay. probably not married, uh, unless they're in one of them damn liberal states. Yeah. Is it even legal for two dogs to get married? To each other? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I I'm pretty sure they can marry people at this point, but I don't know if they can marry each other. Mar- that would just marriage is a union between one dog and one cat. Oh man! Now you're just speaking <laughs> blasphemy. Yeah what what kind of what kind of uh, patriarchal stereotypes are you spitting, Riff? <laughs> to say that all men are cats and all women are dogs. <laughs> dogs are from Mars. Okay. Okay. That explains a lot, actually. If if our pets are actually ter- like extraterrestrials, because hmm. they're I mean. Think about it. They come to Earth. They're like, okay, well, we will just enslave this population to would feed you, us. Would you say they come to Earth from somewhere? If they're extraterrestrials. Do, do you think maybe, like, a dog's womb is a spacecraft? And so whenever a, <laughs> whenever a puppy is born, yeah. it is actually in a well, dog. I do have dogs that space entire that I made out of dog wombs, but I think that's <laughs> well, just sure. a coincidence. Yeah, and I'm not sure that your I'm not sure that your syllogism holds up there, Socrates. Like just just because Oh, that would be so gross. <laughs> Jesus. Well, it depends. I mean, it's a, a dog's womb of sufficient size would look like just a universe. Like if you couldn't see the edges well, of it right. from where you were. Well, and it'd be too dark to read. You've uh you've played Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You you know that Things can go wrong when dogs swallow entire aviation. Oh, sure, sure. sure. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So aliens come to Earth, and they enslave us by having us just take care of them, and they get to live lives of leisure. How does that explain like people who dogfight, like Michael Vick? Is Michael Vick like public enemy number one of the Martian Brigade? Those dogs are in alien jails. Oh, oh, so they said so. If a dog commits a heinous crime, they yep. send it to Earth to be adopted by Michael Vick. Yep. Do they? So do they just mind? Combat. Do they just mind control us to think, make us think that we found them on the road or picked them up at a pet store? I think that we are just simple enough that we don't even question it. Oh, we just don't notice it. Yeah. We just construct stories, yeah. dreamlike about yeah, how because we got we just, this dog. We can't handle uh, their weird like arrival method. We just sort of we construct the narratives of uh, mm. yeah, them being born. So right, what, because what we're just seeing is their protuberances into this dimension. Right. <laughs> protuberances. So what do the do- alien <laughs> dogs get out of uh, throwing, like, us throwing a stick and they bring it back? What's that for? That's probably sex in their native Ugh. dimension. I know. You're never going to do it again. It's gross anyway because it's all slobbery. Yeah. <laughs> Yuck. You don't want that. Precious bodily fluid. You don't want to touch that thing. Imagine, okay, how many times does something come out of a dog's mouth and you're like, I want to touch that? None. <laughs> so playing fetch is just an exercise in, in masochism for the human. 
occasionally dogs will bring you something that you want and you'll be like, ah, man, now I have to touch that. Yeah, I wish you hadn't bitten a hole in the side of that beer can. Right. And the dog's like, what? I was just shotgunning a beer. Yep. Hey, you guys want to answer some questions about the Kingdom of Loathing sent in by loyal, faithful Kingdom of Loathing players? Are any of them just dog wombs? Probably. Uh, Wax says, hey, I can't submit radio questions while in a dog womb. Drop everything to fix this, please. Um, Art Valhalla is themed as a dog womb, right? After the revamp? Sure. Uh, eh, eh. Two, Jarlsberg equals cosmic bucket. Pete equals cosmic basket. I hate the people who use yeah. the buckets, but I appreciate that they exist so that people can have fun on their terms. Well, you shouldn't hate people just for having fun on their terms. That's silly. You could just say... I don't want to use them, but I'm glad that they exist. I mean, Dev, everyone on Dev is very vehemently trying to talk me into making a soul bucket analog for Pete, so I did. So that's a thing that will be there. It would be weird having done it for the other two classes not to have it for the third, just in terms of But we only did it for one. Did we not do it for Boris? No, we did not do it for Boris. We oh. did it for Jarlsberg as a response to complaints that people had. Oh. See, the other thing I was that, that we hadn't done it for Boris. The other thing is that when Boris, when Jarlsberg came out, because there had been another Avatar-style path right. in between the two, out. there was a little bit of uh, a little bit of repetition fatigue there. I think. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it because I, you know, nobody was like, you know, they didn't they didn't like kick us out of the womb for <laughs> doing that with your We didn't brain. arrive from Mars? Uh, three, how well did the Jungman sell compared to whatever last year's content familiar was? How well did it sell compared to whatever a standard item of the month's sale amount was? Is the Jungman the first yearly content familiar that we did? Did we only change that last year, or I don't remember. What was the content familiar before the Jungman? I don't remember. Was oh. it the Xenomorph? Because the Xenomorph was just a June familiar, right? Xenomorph yeah. But it, that might not have been the most recent one. I think it sells... It sold about three... Well, in in terms of revenue, it sold about three items of the month's worth of Yeah, I was going to say about 2x in terms of numbers, you, yeah, but two, maybe not. No, I thought it was one and a half x. Well, yeah. Yeah, one and a half x in numbers, 2x, I was in, rounding two x in money. Sure, that's good. With numbers that small, it's good to round, uh, <laughs> to, just to ensure that 25% margin of error that people have come to expect from us. Yeah. Um, and the spleen one sold about the same, I think, as a regular item of the month. I would so say it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, much Yeah, so like I think... The, the the question would be though, how did they sell? I guess compared to previous, yeah, the previous two mystery familiars, and who knows? Yeah. There is no telling. We, Probably we haven't looked significantly more, but we haven't really looked. And I and I imagine that even given that old content familiars sold more than an average familiar, like it's probably not three x one of those. But why are we so bad at metrics? Eh, I don't know. We just don't care really we've never we've always had enough of a safety cushion that we didn't really have to worry about it and like i don't know guess to the point where we do have to start worrying about it it's going to be too late have we started recently gathering additional metrics well we uh, we put google analytics on the front page just to see what data there is to see it feels like most of that data is locked behind a, a wall where you have to actually get permission from people to get their info yeah i don't which i don't Seems weird and sketchy. I mean, it's 
I guess there is that thing where if you collect information of a certain caliber, a certain quality, then you have to, you are legally required to have a privacy policy. Okay. Are you legally required? Hell, like, is somebody going to come and say, hey, you don't have a privacy policy, you're in trouble? Or is it just a thing where it's like, you got to pay a lawyer to do this so that somebody else can't pay a lawyer Even to sue you later. if we are only getting aggregated data and not real individualized the thing is, data? I have no idea. Because how is that not private? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. If we turned that collection on, I don't know that anybody would be able to see it. I guess if we only ever had one visitor and you got a bunch of demographic information about them and you somehow knew who they were... That that you would could be. go try to sell them a subscription to Butt Magazine Weekly, because you know they're into that. Right. You know everything about them. Sure. You know they really like butts, but they get so fed up with the same butt after six days. <laughs> so you've just got the perfect magazine so for them. Butts Weekly only has one butt in it? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think it should be renamed uh, Butt Weekly. <laughs> but, butt Weekly. <laughs> All right. Sorry. So is it is it is it a magazine that has a bunch of pictures of the same butt, or is it just like a leaflet? <laughs> it's just a picture that says magazine on it. It's just, it's just a Polaroid that I take. I write magazine on the bottom part. You fold it in half and mail it out. Yep. It just ruins the picture because I I folded it half top to bottom, so it doesn't even. <laughs> the crease is just wrong. Uh, okay, guys. We have to stop doing this podcast so that we can start Asymmetric's next venture. Uh, uh, Monsieur Incroyable says, Sorry if you've been asked slash uh, talked about this, but with the class revamps now done, are there plans to alter this? <laughs> Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> Damn it. This is just embarrassing at this point. This is the point where the listeners are starting to feel embarrassed for us. Really, just for me. Uh, are there plans to alter the Nemesis quest? Seems to me like with a variety of newish class-specific mechanics, the opportunity to make the final Nemesis fights even better is there. Thanks, Monsieur Incroyable. Um, the only thing that I am planning on making Riff and C.D. Moyer do to the Nemesis quests is... Uh, altering them where necessary to make it so the quest tracker can be a thing mm-hmm. with them. Um, it is possible that on examination with the new... I mean, some of them, like the Disco Bandit one, is going to require more effort than that because we're going to have to figure out how to deal yeah. with the, yeah. the those comes, which I don't think is going to be a big deal. I mean, I, I think that it, it'll just be a matter of like, hey, how about this? And I'll say, sure. And here's, then Here's a question. Uh, the quest tracker is sort of arbitrarily powerful, right? So, like, unless a quest just has a bunch of stuff that it is not clear that progress is happening... Let me rephrase. Every quest is it involves you making incremental progress, right? Like, do you not want to be hitting inventory with a quest tracker? Do you not... Like, what... What uh, when you say they're gonna have to make changes to the quests so that the quest tracker rule works? Does, does that well? Probably like, for the most retrofit? part, they won't be changes that are visible to the user. Well, right, but even even without the like, 
if it is a question of like gathering items, then can you? Is it not? Does the quest tracker not want to check how many of it? Well, sure, it can. I mean, the, the the reason that I want this is because I want to do away with the quest log and add functionality to the quest tracker that makes it equivalent to the old quest log, basically, right? Like, I think the the quest tracker is what we have now instead of the fortune cookies because that was a mechanic that no matter how well mm. we explained it to people, nobody fucking knew about it after it had been explained to them. Like, it was a thing that didn't work for the class of people for whom it needed to work. All it did was give us like plausible deniability about the game being too hard. Right. But it's it's silly and it, uh, like I really like your methodology of quest revamps where there is a smart way of doing something and a sort of easy, straightforward, yeah. simple way. Simple, yeah. yeah. That seems like a real a real good way to to move yeah. forward. Yeah, and it would be worth going through the. At least the uh, Volcano Island later portions of the various Nemesis quests and, uh, and, and giving them another look through that lens. Yeah, just adding a way out. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the maze did, right? Like, you, you, you just sort of was like, eh, whatever. Like, this is obviously a thing that some people aren't going to like, so you just made it so you can skip it. 10 yeah. or 20 turn penalty or something? Yeah. Yeah, there's like a, I think. Uh, there's like an uh, there's a drop off the final boss that you don't get if you skipped it. I forget which though. I wonder if we could, at this point, um, was was that still xenophobe when you guys made that? I think so. I I can't I swear I to it. I don't remember if it was or not, but I'll bet that we could just write a generator for that lava maze puzzle so that you actually had to solve it. Hmm. You know? Sure. Like, because I think that all you would have to do would be to randomly generate a path of a certain length, and, like, I've got that. Like, I've just got code that does that inside a, inside a grid. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you would have to make sure that... There were no shortcuts? Yeah. Well, but the way that you made sure of that is by whatever the step was for that one, it would just have to not have any neighbors. Uh, but I wonder if that would be an exhaustive way of preventing a shortcut, right? Like, if there was an entirely separate path in your... Oh, wait, or does it, it has to have neighbors? Or does it? I don't even remember... It would be weird if it didn't have any neighbors. Well, because you wouldn't be able to get to it. Yeah, didn't it? yeah I've sort of forgotten how that I'll bet we could do it. I'll bet there's a way of doing it. Because it's like it. what, each, each block has a four. Yeah, because maze, maze generation is certainly a thing, and this is just, this is just a maze where only a quarter of it is visible at any given time. So that does seem feasible. Is it is it a question of it being visible, or is it a question of it being... Cause any square that any adjacent square that you can see, like because there aren't walls, right? right? There's nothing. There's nothing preventing adjacency movement that is outside the imaginary walls of the maze, except that the spaces aren't there, right? right? So I guess <clears throat> in order for it to be a puzzle, there needs to be two, at least two adjacent spaces, right? Sometimes, not right. necessarily Just all branches, yeah, yeah, but branches, not, yeah. but no two of them can both be on the path, right? That's the. So I mean, I feel like one way that you could get one way that you could make it so this couldn't happen is to never let, never create a path in which there are any two 
adjacent squares that are not subsequent. Right? Like, make sure that the path never brushes up against itself. Right. I believe I believe that's how I that's how I generated. Yeah. Well, that's I mean that's going to be a more that's going to be a way more interesting and because you'd have to think about if it does brush up against itself that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to introduce a shortcut. It only means it's going to introduce a shortcut if it brushes up against itself with a certain length of path and there a certain there were places modulo four in the ones I built that uh, where where it uses it deliberately to create loops but they're they're one way loops because of that cycle right. yeah <clears throat> yeah anyway i it's it's probably it is an interesting thing to think about it's probably not worth doing uh, King Bobson says, The CSA backpack was promised to be the best in slot for items. The Buddy Bjorn is as good as it is for items with the right familiar in it. Discuss. Well, it was promised I to mean, never be not... It was promised that there would never be anything better. Right. right. Is that? I mean, is that literally true? I didn't. I didn't actually look back and see what we said about it in writing. That is what we said, but I don't know if we actually orally said otherwise. I mean, we discussed it, and it was like, all right, if it turns out that we said something that this is making false, we can always just improve it a little bit, yep. and then that will be fine. But if we don't have to, I don't want to because I don't want. I don't want to introduce power creep just to like cover my ass, right? right. Like I want to introduce it when it makes things better. So yeah, uh, classic two changes are for the most part really great. Continues King Bobson. However, a great deal of old items of the month have been seriously wounded by these changes. Items of the month being obsoleted is an age-old tradition, but this uh, this many being heard at once is slightly off. Kind of like say if you remove the orc chasm from the game. Opinions? Yeah, no, it would suck if we remove the orc chasm. What what in particular? Has I mean, been harm. <clears throat> I think that no one uses, and this this is why it is super frustrating to talk to like pantsless about this. Because I say, all right, so what's the problem with this now? And he's like, well, when you get power divided by two as stats from a monster, no one will ever use a volleyball. And I'm like, okay, what if it was about if what if it was power divided by three? No one would use a volleyball still. Okay, what if it was power divided by four? Still, no one would use a volleyball. Right. Which means that this isn't a fucking new problem. So it's difficult to it's difficult to parse the feelings about this because I think I think that people didn't use a ton of volleyballs over the last year or so anyway but yeah I don't know you know we we've basically decided to push this decision back to the end of sneaky Pete because it is it makes more sense to balance Pete against Boris and Jarlsberg rather than to design Pete's skills with the new stat gains in mind and then have the three avatar paths, which are the things that are probably going to get replayed right. more. Although, to hear bug reports, nobody ever replays any old paths except fucking bees hate you. Because those are the only ones we ever hear about. <laughs> well, but th- those are also the weird... That's the one that's going to create the, the yeah. most problems, yeah. yeah. Happy Dan says, when was the What is KOL page updated? Because that is some sweet stuff there. Well, let's see. I assigned Hot Stuff the task of updating it at the January of 2009, I think. So, in January of 2010, when I got fed up with him not having done it, I just fucking did it myself. Yeah. So, those years might be off by one, but the distance between them isn't. (laughs) To be fair, Hot Stuff misunderstood what I wanted him to do. He thought I... 
You wanted a bunch of animations. Well, which I did. Well, but you you didn't. You wanted just cycling through pictures. That's animation. No, no, it isn't. It's animation. <laughs> it's a slideshow. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's see. Apple House says the pool cue is not a guaranteed turn one in the billiards room. It is a 25% super likely. The swing there is scary. Uh, yeah, I should do something about that. So I talked to Scully about this a little bit. I'm, I'm slowly formulating a plan for what I want to do with Spooky Raven. Have I told you guys Mm-mm. about this? No. <clears throat> um, I kind of want to just make a new thing that is called Spooky Raven Manor that has all of the stuff that we like about Spooky Raven Manor in it, including probably all of the monsters, um, but that is not constrained by all of the decisions that were made when we made Spooky Raven Manor. In terms like, of unlocking and stuff? Yeah, or? or just order of operations, like a distribution of game-relevant things. Like, because it's not super important anymore in a post-Class Act two stat game change thing, which I, we just said we're not doing until after Pete is over, but still. Well, like, it's weird that the, it is weird it's... that the power leveling zones are of wildly variant turn counts to unlock. For instance. Okay. Right? Like, and and it's just... What is, what is weird, well, the thing that I don't like about it now, the thing that bugs me about it from a, like, presentation to somebody who doesn't already know how everything works standpoint, is that those zones are all over the place in terms of what level they well, are. Okay, but they're not they're not power leveling zones anymore, right? Because well, they they still are for now. But what I'm saying is, scaling monsters are the the new hotness. With the okay, look, I said this, but then I realized that I was wrong because of what we just said. Well, okay, so but if it happens in they the next still three aren't months. because they were the reason that they were that they were powerful is because of the non combats. Which are you keeping the old values on the non combats for now? I mean, I think we have to. Okay. Right? Well, I mean, because otherwise it's just like, all right, well, we've decided to only do the parts of this that everybody is going to complain about. I see. And none of the parts that make anyone happy, including us. Huh. Like, it, yeah, so it's... Because <clears throat> once, once the non-combat thing goes in, then I, then I don't think you need to change anything at all. So what I, what I kind of want is... But, but, right? We don't need to fucking do anything. What, what kind of feedback is that? No, I... You were you were talking about this as like it's dissatisfying that the power leveling zones are blah blah blah, and I'm like, well, like there is you are planning on making right. a change, which is definitely going to happen, which is going to render those useless for power leveling. Right. So why worry about the rest of it? But I spoke about it as though it was already done, and it isn't. It's is only done in that one challenge path that exists now, and we've just said that for three months we're not putting it okay. into the regular game at right. large. Um, I told you guys I was going to be grouchy. I, what I, what I would, what I want is for the first floor of Spooky Raven Manor to just be there from the beginning, but you can only get into the pantry. Everything else is locked. And then at a certain point, huh. you get a K mail from Lady Spooky Raven that's like, "Hey, can you help me find my oh, rosier I do or whatever?" You about that. Yeah, we talked about we talked we talked about it a little bit. Di- we talked about just shoehorning that into the existing structure of Spooky Raven, which I think would be super hard and super dissatisfying for me to try to like, eh, well, fuck, now how is this thing going to work in light of this other thing that is not at all what we would do if we were making this now, Hmm. right? And so then, you know, when you hit level six, then the second floor unlocks, and then when you hit level nine, the third 
third floor unlocks. Oh, dun, dun, dun. There's probably not a third floor. Um, there's a basement, but there could be. Added. We could add a third. We could we could add a third floor with some more haunted house shit in it. It wouldn't take that long, you know. Like we're fucking making all. Kinds would there of be stuff. another bookcase you have to? Push yeah, on? there would. It's all bookcases. Every <laughs> single thing in there is a bookcase. The third floor is just the bookcase floor. <laughs> all the walls are bookcases, and they all rotate. So it's like another lava maze. It's another. It's another shot. But it's okay. all walls. There's it's no a, there's no places to stand. It's another lava maze, but each. Each switch, each secret book, you actually have to pull it out and solve a heavy door puzzle <laughs> to to get the state of the maze to change. Yeah. Um, oh, and then behind each bookshelf, a Seal Clubber revamp. <laughs> um, anyway, I'd also like to be more explicit about, like, I would like the pool cue to have an enchantment on it that's like, makes you nine better at pool or whatever and then that puzzle rather than just being a dumb maze in a choice adventure that you have absolutely no way of knowing what you should be doing we expose you to something early that says hey there are things that make you better at pool Mm. so you should find some which right? we and already we'll make... kind of do because of the, yeah, the no, pool there's, table yeah, and the... yeah there's a bunch of systems already in place for that but they're just not explicitly spelled out yeah and it's fine for there to there there are some secret parts of that, and it's fine for there to st- there to be some secret parts of that. But like, it's also fine for in a game where there's three different places that you play pool with stuff for those to all be the same system rather mm-hmm. than the one that is part of a quest and that you have to do and that is important. Just being this bullshit maze that it randomly rolls whether you get to try out the maze again or not. That's actually kind of cool if if spending a few turns at the pool table once you've unlocked the typical tavern at the beginning of the ascension is a way to like preload a little bit of pool playing ability for when you get to spooky raven yeah it is i don't think you get better at pool by playing pool at the no but you could tavern now but you could yeah Yeah. it's like a semi-rare that improves your skill what's a semi-rare in the billiards hall that improves your skill uh, let's see. Disco Muffin says, just completed a hardcore Seal Clubber Ascension in Class Act 2, a class for pigs, and I have to say that I had a great time. It was never I was never terribly partial to Seal Clubbers before, but the skills were fun and relevant. Uh, two questions. Why are there no sleaze-aligned monsters in the sleazy back alley? You know, I think the sleazy back alley predated sleaze as an element. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did, actually. Because that was the one, that sleaze was the one that we added so that there would be a Magic the Gathering-style right. circle of five. Because you had you had hot and cold for a while, and then spooky was sort of the, the obvious next follow-on. Yeah, and then stench. And stench came out with the hippies, I imagine. Yeah. But uh, the idea of stench as a as a type of damage dated back to this sort of joke, mm, yeah. uh, geek versus hippie, the gathering cards on asymmetric.net. It was like you had something that protected against stench damage. Uh, let's see. Oh, also, I'm really glad that you liked the revamped seal clubber. It was everyone's favorite. Uh, are you ever going to make more food and booze sync familiars like the spirit hobo and the gluttonous green ghost? Would they do something more interesting than having two basic familiar effects? Uh, maybe. I mean, we've already done so much of the work for that that, like... Reusing the mechanic. Yeah, reusing the mechanic of, of feeding it would would be potentially interesting. I mean, the ghost has that one weird stunty niche use, the one weird old trick <laughs> invented by a ghost that, uh, you know, used to tower kill or whatever. Yeah, there's like... Obviously, what we need is a familiar that you can feed it other familiar larvae. Oh, wow. Yeah, the omni-cannibal. Mm-hmm. The omnivole. 
<laughs> yeah, that was going to be a Word Realms monster. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, did you just independently arrive at the idea of an Omnivol? I guess so. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, Word Perch says, Someone commented about the hippie in the woods being distractingly animated. My view of this is that it's animated to draw newbies' attention to it, so why not have it stop animating for all time once you've done the quest once? Well, why not have the adventurer signal stop being there once you've done each of those quests once? Because that's a dumb idea. That's why, Word Perch. Dummy. Doesn't it stop animating once you've started the quest? Or yeah, but people don't want to start the quest because, Ooh. like, basically what it should do is it should stop animating if you have spoken to him and told him to fuck off. Right. Right, which is a thing that you can do, and I could easily put in a flag state change there right. and then have it check that flag state. It's already, though, that that logic is goofy, and it was it was surprisingly hard to figure out the right conditions yeah, to show Yeah, the right everything. conditions to show each of those things. Because um, sometimes he's not there at all. Sometimes he's there to click on for dialogue. Sometimes he's an animated thing to click on for right. the same dialogue. Um, Wax says, ha ha ha, it's me again. Jarlsberg never fights the naughty sorceress. How does he feel about her? Uh, he probably thinks she's dirty. Uh, Wack. Okay, so he submits a thing that I'm not going to read out loud because it is a funny idea. He, he proposes... A, a Sneaky Pete skill that is a certain thing thematically, but that does a certain thing mechanically. And I had already made a skill that was that thing thematically, but it did a different thing. But I like Wax idea better for hmm. what it does mechanically. And so do the guys in dev, because that was a thing that he needed that I didn't think of. Uh, I, I had put in as an optional thing, but it's better if it's a thing that you can always get access to. Anyway... Um, Wax says, I think the giant castle as a quest zone is well designed because there are several paths you can take that all let you complete the quest. The giants are also cool. They have beards, even the ladies. If you're big, wouldn't the giants recognize you as one of your own? One of their own? That's, oh, that is barely a question. Um, How big are you? I don't think you're anywhere near as big. As a giant? As a giant. Because they all get bigger too, right? All the monsters in the game get bigger. Oh, true. <laughs> Good relative point. to you. The whole, the whole world is yeah, bigger. Yeah, even the, the, the whole dog womb. The whole... <laughs> The whole kitten caboodle. The a caboodle is what they call a cat womb, right? So right. a sure. kitten caboodle yeah. is just an occupied cat womb. <laughs> <clears throat> Wax says, how many synonyms can you think of offhand for the word but? Uh, well, the uh, Tommy Satchel. <laughs> um, Derringer. Yeah. Uh, da uh, daft Clam. Um, so that's three. Riff, can you help? Uh, gluteus Infrabulous. Okay. Right. Uh, Packy Whistle. Yep. Uh, gloom Monitor. Uh, yeah, okay, Gloom Monitor. I'd forgotten that. That's a classic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he says, no Googling. Oh, well, oh, fuck. I Googled all of those, all of those first ones. <laughs> Frandema? Uh, yeah, I was going to say Frat Toast, but Frandema is much better. Well, that's the French version. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Frandema. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, like, I don't know, sit. Seven, six, yeah. seven, six. <laughs> good, good question. No. <laughs> Wax says, uh, "Possible answers get full health from Cannelloni Cocoon, yay!" But apparently, all those filthy other classes get to use Cocoon as well. Boo! They deserve a crappier version like Zeno's Cocoon. Ah oh, man, it only heals half. You halfway. Yeah, up. That, that's kind of clever. That actually. is pretty funny. That is that's a good idea. So the the more yeah. damage you the the less health you have, the more 
MP advantage as it is. The problem is, when I was talking about nerfing Cocoon, my girlfriend was like, no. And I was like, well, she's the last person that I want to make sad. A, because she's my girlfriend and I like her. And B, because she is the kind of player that I feel like I want above all else to support the playstyle of, which is the knowledgeable but not driven to the point of making things unfun. Mm. Like, like casual like, repeat ascender. Yeah, like people like me that do the Gord Tower quest. Yeah. Man, I, I, just, I my, just did that, actually. Today. I was doing my Sneaky Pete run, and I was like, God damn, the junk sprites are fun. I like went through and I did the whole boss thing so that I could make a cool boil gun. And then I used that to kill some chalk dust wraiths. And everybody was like, oh, my God, how do you kill the chalk dust wraiths? And I was like, well, just use the boil gun that you make from going through the entire junk sprite quest. And they were like, are you fucking retarded, <laughs> Jake? What, like, wrong level and what the fuck? That's what they say. In the description of, like, one of the the, the skill trees, uh I, Something that was not mentioned, which I thought was fairly prevalent, was ele- elemental damage. And so I'm confused as to why they did not see that as a way of dealing with physically resistant. Well, so I think, stores. like, we, what we want is for all of those trees to be viable, viable on their own themselves. at low skill. And I think the only reason that the one that I initially tested on my first run was viable was because I was fucking around so much that I got all these out-of-the-way drops, which were ranged weapons with elemental damage on them. So it wasn't a big deal for me. And once that started to be a big deal, I was like, oh, I should get a better one of these. And then I saw that boil gun, and I was like, oh, I should spend another, like, 30 turns in the junk sprites and get that cool gun. Because that will also let me level up, because these are things that I'm fighting right now that are, like, good enough that I can survive regularly, but not, you know... No, right. Sorry, weak enough that I can survive regularly, but yeah. Anyway, sub fucking optimal. Boy, I like the parts of the game that have changed recently. I don't know what it is. I just I just like the stuff that you I've like done recently more new. than I like the stuff that I've done ten years ago. Felgod says, "Hey, Jake and Mister Hotriff, could we get some manner of indication that the." Uh, pardon me, that the navigation links on the iconic top bar are disabled if you haven't unlocked that area yet. The text bar did this by just not showing them, uh, but I was thinking grayed out icons. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the reason that the iconic top menu doesn't support that is because when I made the iconic top menu, it wasn't configurable meaningfully, and so it never showed you anything that you couldn't get to because it never showed you a link to the island or whatever. There's there's been some discussion about making that more user serviceable. Yep. Uh, let's see. Adida says, Hi, I feel like the in-game clan forums would be a lot more hospitable if there was a quick reply box at the bottom of a forum thread. As it is now, you have to leave the forum thread to a new page in order to type your reply so you can't reference the thread while you compose. Uh, could this quick uh, reply box be easily added? And if not, would you consider adding it anyway? Yeah, I don't think that that would be hard at all. Uh, trouble is... It's not a thing that doesn't no exist. way of writing it down. No, the clan forums, the in-game clan forums... I thought you gave up every forum. I did. I don't believe in forums anymore. Uh, I'm going to leave happened. that question here so that I can remember to uh, tell CD more. Or, or I'll just do it myself. I don't know. Uh, Canifar40 says, how goes work on Age of Sneaky Pete? As of this comment, Jick is in Age of Sneaky Pete and Devster3 is in Age of Sneaky Pete. So I presume, well, yeah, it's good. Um, I am not at all nervous about it. Like, we're talking about some 
There's a bunch of balance yeah. discussion going on. But w- there's there's a couple of like real easy and significant-ish changes that, that we can make that just like, this can be whatever we want. So like yep. I'm not really worried about... You've, you've left a couple of like content <clears throat> gaps for things that we left out. Yep. You've got... It's I, like I, I feel like I don't want to lean on that technique too heavily because it's like an excuse to not do stuff if I don't have a good idea for it. Well, but it, I think that approaching this with a, you know what, like he has this thing and I don't have a good idea for what this thing does, so maybe I will let, I will let it fill a need that emerges from actual playtesting. Yeah. And you know, it's. I read a. This is this is the wrong podcast, but I read a, a sort of developer blog about uh, another game that we played recently and and they were happy to find that they had forgotten an entire um category of thing that they wanted to assign another variable to and like they were like worried that they were gonna have to make up some something but um they had forgotten the color indigo when they designed a game oh. about colors, and so uh-huh. they were able to, to like add indigo and the thing oh, and like use it. that to fix a bunch of gaps. So, and yeah, so, that's neat. Yeah, neat. Uh, are you guys planning on dropping the alternative to the pirates on the day Sneaky Pete releases? Uh, yeah, I am. Um, I went through and did the last non-art parts of that today. I um, cleaned up my goofy placeholder text on the quest tracker. No, oh, okay. Uh, for the second half of it, I don't. I don't have a good sense of like it is way less swingy and than convoluted. part of the pirates. Well, one of it. So it's like it's three zones basically. Yeah. There's there's a two branch quest, one of which takes place in one zone but sends you to some other places, and one of which takes place in a progression of two zones. But there are a lot of things going on there's, in that there first. Are, like a really dozens a of items. Of, there are a lot of things going on there. A bunch of monsters. Like it's it is. I was surprised at the scope of this thing. Like I feel like for for a usual zone, you will have like a like you know three to five or six monsters and one drop each. But this is this is like way more. than I usually that. want at least a couple of drops on well on in an ideal world. Nowadays. Sure. <laughs> I mean, items are easy, right? Yeah. Everything is, and everything is easy. One of the things that I like about the newer content as a super casual, like, knowledge-free player is, like, I was like, oh, wow, that thing that dropped from that clam in the Daily Dungeon, that's really good food for me compared to the shit that's dropping in the older zones, right? Like, we're just more generous with stuff <clears throat> because we know that it doesn't matter to people who are going fast. We can throw a bone or a bone soup to bone the people who are poking around in these in these odd corners. Right. And it's like, you know, I don't know, makes me happy when I find this. I was like, oh, wow, this is way better than other stuff, even if it isn't. Like, I was stoked when I was like, ah, I'm figuring out how to make, like, advanced cocktails. It's, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> like, I remember making this up on a whiteboard nine years ago, but I don't remember any of the decisions that I made. But, like, you know. I get excited about stuff that you probably still think is super crappy as a player who knows what you're doing. So who's better off? Who's happier at the end of the day? Probably you. I hate everything. Uh, let's see. Then Canifier40 continues. What made you guys decide to implement Google Analytics into KOL? Uh, Jake Video Game Rodkin. Yeah. Video Game. You know, if he's going to keep referring to the podcast as Video Game Hot Dog, I'm going to get his name wrong. Uh, he was like... 
He was saying something about, he was like, what do you, what, what's some question? He's like, what do you, I, mean, he's, I was like, how would I know that? And he was like, uh, Google Analytics. I was like, what's Google Analytics? And he was like, oh my God, you yeah. got it. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll put Google Analytics on here and then Canfire will hate me. He's like, I was somewhat surprised when I got the notification that Google Analytics was being blocked from my various script blockers on logging in. Yeah, you don't want it to, you don't want it to swallow your soul. You, you know, if you let Google Analytics take a snapshot of your browsing history, it steals your soul, Canfire. It totally does. That's what that's what Linux people believe. How do they get demographic data out of that? Do people fill out some sort of survey? I mean, I think Google knows. Did you not ever do that thing where it's like type in your thing here to figure out what Google knows about you? I did not. Hmm. Um, it knew nothing about me. I I feel like our jobs make it so the shit that we sort of show an interest in as far as Google is concerned is so all over the place <laughs> right. that they can't zero in. This person likes lists of things. That Google, as near as I could tell, Google did not know my gender. Okay. Which, I, I, that can't be true. Like, I have a fucking Gmail account. Right, but did, did, yeah, I guess does it ask doesn't know. Yeah, no, like, I, it's like, I guess I don't send a whole lot of emails about my dick. That's how they figure <laughs> that out. I said a whole lot. I, 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 I would admittedly say that I send a lot of emails about my dick and to my dick. My dick has its own Gmail account. That I'm pretty sure they know is mail. Um, Johnson Johnson. Now, now everybody, now everyone on the internet knows my last name. Uh, Vernacio says, hey guys, I just have one question this time. If there's ever a milk type effect for PVP foods or booze, what do you think of the potion being created by dipping tea bags into glasses of warm water? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, hey guys, says Nimisha. Nimisha? Nimisha. Uh, when you introduce new interface things, you often leave the older interface in place, such as the old combat form, even though we now have the combat action bar. The old form coupled with the auto action choice means that I can happily play a lot of my daily adventures on the iPad. I've heard you mention new combat bars a couple times on your podcast. These days, do you consider how KOL is played on an iPad when you design new interface options? So, for instance, one thing that I know now is that 10% of... Oh, yeah. Landings on the KOL login page, or well, no, I don't know this. Ten percent of all pages. I haven't broken it down by page. Like, what would be so? Google Analytics is only installed on the login page, the create player page, and game.php. So, like, basically, we can tell of the people who just come to the website how many of them make characters and how many of them log in to the game. Um, and it is. Somewhere well south of 10% because total mobile traffic was 10% of the tracked page Mm. loads. Way more Android than iOS. Interesting. And I don't know what that, uh, I don't know what that says. I mean, I guess, I guess, you know, maybe we should stop being so mean to Linux assholes because they like us. But yeah, I mean, we do. The thing is, we don't really have to think that much about how stuff is going to work on the website on a mobile device because we it's use like website. old as shit ass basic web stuff on it, right? The the problem is that like frames suck on oh, yeah, iOS Safari just because because it's an edge use case, right? It's I don't think that the you have to use the edge network. You to do. Log you in? have to, well, you have to scroll along the edges of things to get the like 
it just creates weird situations when a screen has multiple independently scrollable areas on it mm-hmm. at the same time. But that's going to be true no matter what because that like there isn't any way for us to make a KOL interface that is playable without there being things that are bigger than other things on the screen at the same time, right? Like you somebody who's playing seriously has so many effects that their character paint scrolls and we can't make it not like that. Right? And we can't make it so you have to scroll down one thing to look at all the other things because that would just be dumb. It would be dumb and worse than what we have now. It would work a little better on iOS, I guess, but like I don't know that everything needs to be collapsible down to a tiny screen as a sort of a doctrinal notion of its existence, right? Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Sorry, now that I'm scrolling past this clan forum suggestion, it's uh, more complicated. Uh, Boring request. Here we go. Could Pete's item of the month please include the combat items do more damage mod found on the Vivola mask? Says Wack. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to start putting that on everything. I'm going to put that on everything until everybody has a passive plus 100 times damage on combat items. <laughs> and then demonstrate to you, it's been like that for five years, hot stuff, and it hasn't caused any problems. Uh, or to push some luck around, the MP calculated for Moxie instead of Mist found on the Moxie magnet. I think that's a thing you will be pleased to find as a native ability of Pete in one of his skill trees. Uh, unless we change that. Uh, ham fish. I mean, damned fish. Now he has to use a soft green echo eyedrop antidote. Also, on the last Thursday show, you were... D- uh, wait, no. On the last Thursday show, you briefly mentioned the, pos- the possibility of elemental mosquito-type familiars in the future. Allow me to once again pitch my idea of a vampire made from cooking something spooky with a pie crust. Uh, perfect spooky mosquito. Done. Yeah, okay, good. A damned fish continues. See, the reason that he's obsessed with spooky stuff is because he is damned. He is so damned. Has, has anyone else's uh, spooky name carried over well past October? Uh, I don't think so, because the, none of them were as good as damned fish. <laughs> Most of them were just me putting the word black in, which I was just interpreting to mean darkness, but with Mr. Skull had insisted I was being racist. Huh. Just, uh, by, just by calling a spade a spade? Also on the last Thursday show, you were discussing... Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? What? 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 No, seriously, what What does that mean? Was that bad? I'm not even joking. Like, <clears throat> by using the word black, the, so, the color black. So, but you, so you just made a joke in which you were talking about literally using the word black as opposed to having racist connotations by using the the, the idiom calling a spade a spade. Is that... Seriously, I don't know what okay. that is. That- I, so that is the thing that you would say if you did not know that spade was also a derogatory term I have for a black never person. heard that. Okay. Well, so then that makes a lot more sense. Okay. Sorry. Like, I seriously you know never the- heard that. Uh, I learned the phrase calling a spade a spade uh, from Bill Cosby. Really? <laughs> I think that somebody used that show on the Cosby show. Huh. That, that idiom on the Cosby I idiom. See. They used that show on the Cosby idiom. Anyway, can we get back to talking about sure, Bob sure. Weekly? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just says magazine. <laughs> uh, also, on the last Thursday show, you were discussing the instant karma you get for beating the sorceress at level 13, and how players just aren't getting there fast enough. Keep in mind that deleveling yourself by eating enough hot dogs will still result in you getting the karma, even if you had been level 14 or more and had played yeah, really slowly. That's fine. Bug or feature. Like, we, ah, man, this is just one of those things where 
as a joke, we made it so eating too many hot dogs made you lose stats. But now people just think, oh, the hot dog, that's that tool for deleveling yourself. Yeah. Why does it work so weirdly? It's like, well, because that's not what it's for. But, you know, that's how, that's how you get emergent fucking but gameplay. Magazine. Yeah. But magazine, that's how you get emergent <laughs> gameplay. <laughs> Sorry. From, from Twa magazine. Yeah. Uh, Wax says, let Pete beat up the suspicious looking guy because drugs aren't cool. Wack, drugs are cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, afraid. Yeah. I'm afraid you're coming at this from the wrong direction. Uh, Skullfark Soul Shasser. <laughs> That's a pretty good name. Uh, could you please restore the tuning on the hot and cold misguild spellbooks, or at least some limited subset of sauce spells? I was trying to cold overkill in Town Square Hobopolis with Sauce Geyser when I realized that saucers didn't have any item left that would uh, override Sauce Geyser and tune to cold. I ended up using Staff of Holiday Sensations, which was weird as neither in-game nor on the wiki, as it mentioned, as having the ability to tune to cold. Uh, well, because it doesn't, it probably just had more bonus cold damage than your hmm. bonus hot damage, and so... Sauce Geyser tuned itself, which is what it fucking does now. So basically what you're saying is, uh, there was this thing I wanted to do, and I figured out how to do it, but you should change things back to the way that they were before, because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's, that's tuning, what Skullfark Tuning has gotten are. a little weird. I will. But saucer spells aren't tunable anymore, is the thing, basically. Right. Oh, that's, right? that's why how it's gotten like, weird. Yeah, but everything that tunes spells says that it tunes Postamancer spells now mm-hmm. it's not there is not okay. like a all right you know unless i've missed things that i didn't update the notes for but like it, you know it's not like we didn't see this coming we just changed the way that sorcerers work they're fucking crazy powerful but they're slightly less flexible than postamancers because that's how they're balanced against each other um oh no anyway is this related to the spellbooks don't tune postalord problem and what's the story about that i thought that was fixed <sighs> It's it's it was weird it's, because Postalord is a weird spell. Does because it does like half physical yeah, it's and like half, half physical something. and half something. Yeah. Right. But I think the other half can also be physical. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, damned fish says, "Please stop calling me damned fish." Uh, <laughs> wow. Every time you do, I have to use a soft green echo or whatever to remove the curse. It's getting expensive. I'm not made of meat. Oh wait, I guess I am. Never mind. Uh, let's see. Hexatomb says, "New trophy su- suggestion." Eh, new trophy suggestion. Pay for a worse trophy shop trophy and then never pick it up. What? A worse trophy? What? Huh? I don't get that. I don't get it. F says, can you please somehow integrate Twitter into KOL and maybe put in that energy meter? Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, Let's see... Uh, Capum K says, last week or so, you've gotten maybe four or five different questions stating that people were having trouble getting to the Naughty Sorceress without leveling past 13 in Class Act 2. Aren't you concerned that if you change the whole game over to have stats work like this, you're not only completely obsoleting the volleyball class of familiar, but you're making them undesirable? That isn't a, like, X but Y. Like... Aside from maybe some crazy speedrun bullshit, people won't have a lot of reason to boost stat gains and run. And after course, sombreros will always be better, naturally making the Accordion Thief mini-adventure the only good familiar. What?! Is that the only sombrero? The only sombrero. I mean, that isn't it's item. fine if sombreros are always better than volleyballs in Aftercore because that is the entire reason that sombreros exist as a right. as a familiar mechanic. It, I mean, do we care if volleyballs just become 
I mean, volleyballs are still useful to casual people who want to level faster, right? Like, if the reason that you don't want a volleyball familiar is because you no longer want extra stats because you're getting enough stats by doing the thing that we're trying to get you to do to earn stats, then I don't know that that's necessarily a problem. Like, I think we probably did, we probably did overshoot it a little bit, but... I am 100% certain that the prophets of doom and gloom are overstating the extent to which it... Like, to say that it made a volleyball obsolete, but also undesirable, it doesn't, like... Well, not just obsolete, but undesirable, I guess, would be how I would probably say it. But that is... but, But that doesn't... What does that even mean? So you, you want it you if you want those extra you stats. You don't need it. If you do, and in fact, you don't using, need it for a very particular well, you, stat. You don't need it at all because you can. You're not going. You never have a point where you you need more stats. You as a speedy no, speed. No, you as a regular player is what is what the contention is. You, so like casual players don't need extra stats. So you don't need a volleyball. And in fact, if you get these extra stats, it's but, just going to push you further away from, from getting this but, reward. But the casual players don't give a shit about that reward. Casual players do need extra stats because casual players are running zero fucking monster level and they're getting beaten up every once in a while instead of getting any stats from a fight at all. So I would argue that casual players could use a fucking volleyball to get some extra fucking stats. Maybe volleyball should give you stats if you get beaten That's up. a use. Like, obvious solutions. One, don't make this change. Two, change all volleyball-type familiars to make monsters give fewer stats than normal rather than more. Lol. Three, NS15. I like I like the idea of volleyballs giving you stats even if you lose the fight. Sure. I mean, I would like the idea of volleyballs giving you a fixed number of stats that isn't some weird curve that's impossible to wrap your head around. You know, we, we did that weird asymptote math... Like, why? It is so weird to me that that is a curve that is so easy to imagine, but so hard to express mm. in terms of X and Y. It's just a weird, 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 weird thing. Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, you could just be like, I kind of want this to be the opposite of a, of a hyperbola. <laughs> That's one of those... Oh, fuck, that's just another word for butt. I meant parabola. <laughs> uh, Wax says, Lul, hey, if there's ever a Dark Souls path, then when you do find the tavern quest, make sure you always find at least four rat kings, because four kings get it. Lul, 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 lul. I don't get it, because I didn't play enough Four kings? Is that souls. a four king? No, there must be four kings in Dark Souls. I don't okay. know. Riff, have you played any Dark Souls? Nope. Is Demon Souls the predecessor yes okay i'm not looking at anything so let's see this show has gone on for 120 beats per minute yep i can't look at this thing and tell how long the show is on stuff what time is it oh it's midnight you got a hat to eat uh we've been on for an hour yeah it's been almost exactly an hour okay uh wax says this is not a passive aggressive fuck you game is shit idiot just a request oh well, now everything you say that doesn't have this disclaimer on it, I'm going to read as, fuck you, game is shit, idiot. Two, could you please have a look at Postamancer MP regeneration? As a spellcaster, I don't think they get enough of it, while sorcerers just have all the MP forever. <clears throat> don't Postamancers have that skill that gives them a shitload of MP regen? They can use the... Uh, they can, can't they use, like, a 
a particular thrall for MP too. Like they've got options. Yeah. I mean, I think that they don't have options that allow them to play as optimally as a sorcerer. Yeah, but sauces are cool. Mm-hmm. Sorcerers have just always been cooler than Postamancers. Sorcerer is just a a better word. No, it's not. It's the worst. It's the worst word. That was the that was the last class to have been conceived because I was like, I don't have any other ideas. I do not have any other ideas. I'm out of ideas. That's it. This game is fucked. I was two hours into development and I was like, <laughs> this game is fucked. It works so well, though. Yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, it's, that's right, because nobody knows. Nobody can tell. Nobody can tell when an idea is total bullshit. So you're saying that Seal Clubber... Yeah, Seal Clubber was like... T- Turtle Tamer came before Turtle Tamer was Saucer. Turtle Tamer was weaker, right? I, like, I think Seal Clubber, Postamancer, and Disco Bandit were... Ah, oh, well, I don't remember. I don't really remember having any trouble. Accordion Thief except. is really strong. Accordion Thief is really strong. Although, not... It's... It's real niche. There's not, it's extremely there's not niche. a lot to do with that in terms of like, well, what does this guy do? Steals accordions. It still took 11 years. It still took 11 years to give them a fucking button that said steal accordion. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're so bad at this. <laughs> we, we figured out trick-or-treating should be stealing, like going yeah, from house yeah, to house. Hey, I know. Click on a fucking house on a street. I, this, ah. Uh, <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, Leah Sang says, Hey guys, you clearly know what Dogecoin is, considering last week's discussion. You've also expressed regret in the past that you didn't accept Bitcoin years ago. Is there any chance that you will set up a Dogecoin donation at any point? No. Literally zero chance. I'm sorry. Bit- Bitcoin, if somebody figures out a way to... Li- no, hear me yeah, out. Yeah, I'm curious. Th- this, guy, this guy who wrote this extremely fucking combative radio question on the Monday show about why don't you fucking dipshits accept Bitcoin already, <laughs> you fucking dipshits. That's what he said. That is literally okay. exactly what I said just then when describing his much more measured but yeah. still kind of aggressive <laughs> comment. Uh, so imagine a way in which someone can use a some kind of middleware where what we get is $10 and oh, what they get I see what you're is saying. A Mr. Accessory. And then it just fluctuates according to whatever sure. the Bitcoin or rate is. Better, what we get what we get is nine dollars and one dollar worth of Bitcoin in case Bitcoin goes up in value. <laughs> right? Like what we do with the fees, you know, given that Bitcoin is like totally outside the system, man. Right. Like there's no fucking credit card company getting their cut, man. It's money for the people, man. Yeah. And then China decides it doesn't want Chinese people using it. So the value crashes by half. Well, it, but it's it's most of the way back up from that by now. Right. Because I feel like it went from like a thousand to five hundred and now it's back up to eight hundred. The last time I looked. But it is see, an extremely volatile thing is, over the time that I've seen it. It is. But. I, so I wish I wish that we had taken Bitcoin when people first asked us to take Bitcoin because we would just have tens of thousands of dollars that I think that I would not okay. have been scared to sell once they had if, increased in value a hundredfold. If our wallets hadn't been stolen. Because yeah. that is a thing that... Does that, that is, happen with all the time? Does it? Yes. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the other thing. Like, these are... These are <clears throat> unsecured, so, and you have no, no recourse. If something, I mean, like, if you something can gets put stolen, a, you can put a wallet on your on your home computer, right? But yeah. then, if your hard drive crashes, all of that all of that fake internet money is gone. Which, how the fuck does that make any sense? Because the like, 
how does the money exist? It can't possibly be that. Just can't possibly be true. Like uh, every every is client, so fucking confusing. And, you know. Also, uh, the system is set up so that there can only ever be seven Bitcoin transactions per second. That that is a thing that I that I know is true because I read it in a comment on a Metafilter thread <laughs> yesterday. That um, seems strange. Yeah, that's it. But the thing is. The, the transactions have to propagate out. Like, every Bitcoin wallet has a list of every Bitcoin transaction that has ever occurred. Right. Right? Which is... Which, and, and it's just given like... Given that, how, how is it possible for your hard drive to crash and destroy your wallet if every other Bitcoin user can yeah, see where those Bitcoins were? Yeah, maybe it's not. I mean, but maybe... what even, I don't understand is, like, how... Because, the, like, there are these weird... There are these weird situations where someone will propagate a fake charge and... But everything has to like it needs a majority, right? But right? they can that you can still swing that, yeah. But and and there's also a danger that one that one entity could get a majority. Like all of these concerns that I brought up to to your your friend who had some had some bitcoins and oh, then yeah, sold yeah. them. I was like, so you've got a thing that just arbitrarily like a file that arbitrarily grows in size, right? How is that not going to become a problem if this gets adopted widespread? Well, it's just not going to be a problem. Oh, okay. So you've got a system whereby you're trusting a majority. How is it not going to be a problem if one entity gets control of a majority of the sources of reporting for this? Eh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to be a problem. It's like, yeah, okay, cool. They, they clearly I guess. do not play, hang out like, with gamers like, who are all about exploiting systems. Like, well, that. right. No. So imagine that mindset, but there's fucking money in it. Yep. Like this is this is how you get the bad parts of Russia. Um, this is how you get it. hat barons. Dread 1.1. You could have a spooky version of Splatter Smash, Burn Smash, or a sleaze version, Boner Smash. <laughs> uh, this isn't a question. I just thought Boner Smash was funny. Well, you're right. Uh, Leafy Green says, Hey guys, great work as always on the recent Familiars of the Year. I got my girlfriend to play the Cinderella Zone with me the first time I did it, and she promptly knocked Cindy out cold. Should I be worried? In, in, case, in any case, keep up the good work making funny and cool stuff that I can share with her instead of explaining the latest dick-stabbing techniques. Maybe <laughs> I should be worried after all. Mechanical question. Why does the dousing rod not work when no ultra hydrated? The compass does, so I was wondering if there was a reason behind that. Wait, really? I don't know. There shouldn't be any difference there. That was not nearly as simple as I... I, The problem with that code is that the logical structure of it is all goofed up to make the sentences make sense. Oh. Uh, And so (laughs) it is now very difficult to parse. Interesting. Um... So yeah, uh, if that if that if it does work differently than the compass, then submit a bug report about that, and then I'll uh, remember to look at it. The new item of the month looks really cool. It says "damned fish." Even though I bought a Crown of Thrones from the mall a few months back, it's great that you've made the two items compatible. Thanks. I just have one question: Why did you name or why did you decide on the name Buddy Bjorn rather than say Pet Papoose? It's a cool name. I just think Papoose is more fun to say. Well, Papoose is more fun to say than Bjorn, but Buddy Bjorn is more possible to say than Pet Papoose. What what is a papoose anyway? Uh, it's like a, it's like a like a, uh, what is it? An El Salvadoran dish where huh. it's like some dough folded over a filling. That's um, a poop. I think it's like I mean it's like a like a traditional uh, Native American baby sling kind of thing, right? Isn't it? It's, no, it's, what, it's you just, used, what you use to throw babies at things. A papoose just is just an American Indian infant. Uh, 
That's what the dictionary sure? says. That's I'm just I'm l- reading the dictionary. Maybe they're confusing it with caboose. Anyway, oh, that's another up, word for butt. I'm gonna look up. Spade. God damn it, Riff! You you retroactively ruined the gag. <laughs> Uh, Starwood says, all chat commands except slash go seem to do some automatic fuzzy matching, but it seems like zones and NPC wow. stores have to be added manually. Just kind of curious why this is. Well, yeah, wow. I, I I am super sorry about being such an unintentional asshole. <laughs> God. Oh, did you just look up that? <laughs> I just looked up speed. I was like, oh my God. Okay, well, shit. I'm super sorry. That- yeah, that's rough because, I mean, if you don't know, like, I mean, that's, you not knowing that is like the best possible outcome, right? Because as soon as everyone doesn't know that, then it's just a fucking word. I, yeah, I guess. Again. I, but uh, we've was, unfortunately just, we've we've made the world a little bit yeah, worse. Yeah, because now we're like by explaining, explaining this to you. It now to people, you know. Yeah, yeah. For a long time, I'd, I'd known about the phrase calling a spade a spade, and I'd also known about the word spade so is, is playing for a black guy, but I never made a connection between the two are things. Th- are those, is, is that just a racist phrase? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think in the idiom calling a spade a spade, it's about uh, not referring to a shovel. The tool. It's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. Jesus. Um, but I mean, it's probably, you know, one of those things that has gotten co-opted. Uh, zones, zones are not a thing that slash go operates on. Right, because you can't slash go the sleazy back alley. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because it would that would be like slash adventure, and we've explicitly stayed away from slash adventure because we don't want in-game facilitation of automation like that. But right, um, stuff that's in place on PHP doesn't have to be added manually. But if we make a new container document, I mean that Go doesn't know (coughs) what text is being output in some (coughs) random script elsewhere. On there, right? I think things that are in things that are in the old NPC store setup, which is nothing new anymore, uh, because I keep using shop.php for all of that. Those things I think should just work generally, and I think they're in the general case fixed for slash buy now also. Hmm. Uh, so you should be able to like slash buy things from the Cindy store. You should be able to slash buy things from that you make out of snowberries. Like interesting, <clears throat> a lot of things that aren't technically buying that command will work on them if I'm not wrong about that thing being uh, generalized. Being generalized, But I'm pretty sure it is. Ashton says, John Larroquette versus John Leguizamo. Like in a cage match? Yeah, what's the contest here? Uh, mm, I mean, I feel like Leguizamo would be like that guy in Bloodsport that's all skittering around like a spider and get, <sighs> gets on your back and is sure, real dangerous. Sure. But... Larroquette would probably just bring a gun. <laughs> he'd, he'd lawyer his way out of the contest. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Object to it entirely. Hexatomb says, I was wondering if you guys had heard about a certain ornithological piece of the avian variety. Have you heard? Have you heard that bird is the word? Lol. Huh. Uh, Bolo Wolo says, Hypnodisc currently gives 25% item drops. The light that never goes out gives 30% item drops with Smithsness and a flask full of hollow. Any plans to fix the disc? I would argue that it doesn't need to be fixed because this is like saying, well, uh, the oyster basket with a bunch of effects that give plus 40% item drops is better than the yep. Hypnodisc, which no, it isn't. Like, the, the reason that a 
offhand Smith's item is better than a hypnodisc with all of those ancillary things attached to it is because those ancillary things are a resource that have a cost associated with them. So, no, no. Uh, Wax says, I asked for an item in Mr. Story that let me wear as many hats as I want so my character page is really tall. And you said, well, as long as you don't want any of the enchantments or the effects on them, that's fine. If this really is fine, <laughs> put it in Mr. Store for a Mr. A. I triple dog dare you. Huh. That would be goofy. A hat superstructure? Only the top hat's enchantments do anything? Mm-hmm. Or the bottom one, because that's the one closest to your brain. Is that how enchantments work? Sure brain proximity you know i think that the show fellas has been pretty dense with both lulls and mechanical discussion oh yeah yeah so i think we could probably we could probably put a zipper on this okay that's what they say when things are over right uh-huh. that's not some sort of racist slur probably, i'm super afraid to say anything we could now. probably fold this in half and send it to our subscribers <laughs> <laughs> all right well i've been uh, i've been jick and this has been another kingdom of loathing podcast with me your host jick who i've been jick and, and i'm still riff yeah, I'm I'm just done. Find us on the internet at thekingdomofloathing.com. That's not actually us. Oh, wow. is that a thing? Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. Have a, have a great week, everyone.